0: Get ready to get blitzed on the Blitz Podcast at thehuddle.com with your hosts Steve Gallo and Harley Schultz.
1: Welcome back to the Blitzed Podcast. I'm Steve Gallo, and of course, joined by my trusty sidekick, Harley Schultz. Harley, how are you doing?
0: Hey, it's Thanksgiving week. How else could I possibly be doing? I'm thankful for all the wonders and blessings that we have in this world. Uh, Wonders and blessings like watching the tight end pool get even slimmer as Kyle Pitts gets knocked out. Wonders and blessings like watching... Or being forced to watch the New England Patriots and New York Jets face off against each other. Wonders and blessings like seeing the Minnesota Vikings get absolutely toasted uh, coming off their big victory in Buffalo. Yeah, lots of wonders and blessings and thank yous.
1: Well, I was going to say a lot of people will say that, you know, Thanksgiving's the start of the holiday season, but that's not true. The start of the holiday season is the Blitz podcast week 12 episode because it's our daily. Double dose of DFS. Yeah, I screwed that up. Oh, well. We're going to run with it.
0: Daily double. I kind of like that.
1: Yeah, daily double. We're going to give a daily double of a double daily dose of DFS. That's what's on tap for this week. Hey, remember on tap? I do. I wonder how many people listening know or remember on tap. I bet a lot.
0: On tap was a fun segment. It's always a bit of a challenge to uh, arrange guests for it because it, we obviously it, it involved calling out to other areas and talking to people but uh it uh it made our podcast a little bit longer certainly
1: that is true we've come a long way where we can get it in in about an hour we tried to get it down to a half hour that wasn't ever going to work um i know i talk way too much for that um but we try to keep in the 45 minutes to an hour range but we've we've settled in at an hour those old shows they were they pushed two hours i think
0: well, and the nice thing about this here is that uh, with double da- with double daily this week, or daily double, or uh, yeah. two times the degenerate fun, we can g- just get right into the fun of saying, "Well, hey, you, you got to make money here. You got to make money here. You got to make money here."
1: Got to pay for that bird one way or another, I guess. Right. Or the ham. I prefer ham.
0: Actually. Oh, do you mean the $8 fee to be blue check mark on Twitter? Is that the bird you're talking about?
1: No, no, no. By the way, I am blue check marked, but I am not paying $8 for anything, uh, any sort of a blue check mark. that I can tell you.
0: I'm, I'm torn. I, I think if it's reoffered, I'll probably sign up for it. I, I didn't during the first, uh, eight day, uh, IPO of that, but, uh, I, I probably will just so I can say that I am. But uh, well, I spend I spend enough time on the on the site to yeah. I mean, to get that.
1: The one thing that that's nice about it is it gives, <coughs> it gives you the ability to edit your tweets, I guess, for a certain amount of time.
0: I think that's probably the most important thing because there's a few yeah. players I would like to edit out of my sleepers picks from this past weekend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it gives you that much time to edit them out. Maybe it does though. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think it makes it. You got to be very careful. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I spelled and s n d. You know, it happens. But yeah, you got to be careful because one one wrong word or letter here and there, and all of a sudden autocorrect really makes you look like a like I don't know, big old snuffleupagus or something.
0: Well, um, our uh, our boss at the uh, huddle.com, dot uh, Corey Benini. Uh, sent me some feedback on my Daily Dominator article from a couple weeks ago, and he's like, "You've misspelled Saquon Barkley the wrong way like two weeks in a row." And I'm looking, and it's like, I tried typing it into my computer, my computer was autocorrecting into the wrong spelling. <sighs> so, for what I was like, I mean, I'm like thinking like without even thinking, I'm typing, I'm actually typing it right but the computer is changing it on me as I'm typing it.
1: So I'm going to tell you what I started to do. Back when I used to write up the IDP write-ups, when I had write-ups along with projections, um, those have long since gone because I ran out of time being able to write it up. And people only really cared about the projections anyway. What I would do at the start of every season is I would take players who had odd-spelled names, as an example, Ozzy Umuniora, right? Yep. And I would spell them out in Word because that's what I would write my articles in. And then I would say it when it goes to autocorrect, um, you can underline it and you, or underlines it, I should say, to tell you it's wrong. And I would add it to the dictionary.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that helped. Um, but yeah, that's why, you know what? There's pluses and minuses. Writing, you have to spell and you have to have grammar, right? But on yes. the radio, you have to be able to pronounce stuff. Yes. But it doesn't matter if you can spell the word you said or that you know the proper way to, you know, grammatize it there you go look at that I'm making up words now Uh, you know what forget all that before we do anything else I got to throw it over to Harley for this week's Blitz podcast news
0: thank you Steve despite losing fellow running back Chase Edmonds to a multiple-week injury the Denver Broncos released veteran running back Melvin Gordon this Monday Javante Williams' dynasty owners would normally feel a slight respite, finally shedding the ghost of Gordon. Of course, they are now all counting the days until Nathaniel Hackett's replacement decides to continue to start Latavius Murray over Williams next season. (laughs) Early reports have Kyle Pitts dealing with a torn MCL. All of Pitts' owners have to be pleased if he has in fact dodged an ACL tear. They also have to be pleased because now they have an excuse to not start Kyle Pitts the rest of the season. (laughs) Speaking of ACL tears, Giants up-and-coming rookie wide receiver Wandale Robinson is lost for the season after tearing his ACL on Sunday. It was bittersweet for Wandale as he was having a true breakout game prior to sustaining the injury. The injury, of course, raises the question, will Robinson make it back next season in time to demand a trade from this dumpster fire of a wide receiver room? (laughs) The Detroit Lions have designated Jamison Williams to return from the IR. This allows Williams to start practicing with the team immediately. Williams suffered an ACL tear in the national championship game back in January when he was still with Alabama. Unfortunately for Williams, He'll be forced to deal with a quarterback downgrade going from Bryce Young to Jared Goff for the rest of this season. (laughs) And finally, the year is in fact 2022, and David Johnson just appeared in a game for New Orleans. Not to mention Latavius Murray is serving as a starting NFL running back. At this point, I'm wondering who will sign next? Adrian Peterson? Devonta Freeman? Todd Gurley? (laughs) This has been your weekend news update.
1: I was waiting for one more. I was thinking you were going to. No, I'm not going to say it. Not going to say it.
0: Oh, Emmett Smith, yeah, in Tomlinson.
1: Yeah, LT. There you go. <coughs> LT. Absolutely, LT. Hey, I was going to say this earlier, and I forgot. And then you had him in the news, and it reminded me. Um, yeah, Kyle Pitts. Like, it's a bummer when something like that happens, but that is truly an addition by subtraction for for some fantasy owners because it's hard to sit a player like that. It is. I don't care yes. who. It just – it is. I don't care what anybody says. It's not an easy thing to do. And I'm well, speaking and it, and it from
0: – a weird way, it kind of helps Pitts' development a little bit too because Pitts has the natural, the natural talent to be successful yeah. in the right situation. And by him not being out there, the team is going to be forced to develop Drake London faster and then come next season when they're both out there, assumedly with a different, more talented quarterback under center – Having that second, like, legitimate weapon will draw some of the attention away from pits. Hopefully, it gets a, a better chance to, to continue to grow.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Um, can't get worse <coughs> this year, that's for sure. Um, and I said no. all that, um, as somebody that is a pits owner, so I know I'm speaking from you know, from living
0: I, it, I've basically. got lots of pits, yeah, and it's been very much in the pits, in the pits, yeah, I was pits. Gonna say,
1: yeah. And it's the pits, having a lot of the pits is the pits this year. All right, so it is time for. I was going to try and put on my like mo- my um, monster truck voice. Are you ready? Um, no, we're no, going no,
0: to- Now you sounded like uh, Triple H there doing the introduction.
1: Uh-oh, Triple H, okay. <laughs> I guess I'll just be me then, sound like- For the millions. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, we're, we're going to dive right into our double DFS. So for those that don't know, Harley and I do not discuss any of this in advance, likes or dislikes, etc. other than he sends me the prices. And I make my selections, and he makes his. Harley, normally you set an over-under for the week. Let's, yes. And I think in years past, we probably set an over-under for each one of these. Yes. Let's do a combined over-under this week instead.
0: Oh, okay. I will have to add the two together then. There you go. And that gives me the number 12.
1: 12. Ooh, that's a tough number. That's a tough number. I'm going to take – I'm going to take the under. Okay. Going under. Now, as I said, don't don't discuss this. We don't talk about it in advance. Um, So he sets it over under, and we'll see how many we match on. We are going to give our top three quarterbacks – I should say, our three quarterbacks at pay-up, stay-away, and value play. Same thing for running back, wide receiver, and tight end. And we're going to do it for Turkey Day. And then we're going to do it for the rest of the normal um, slate, which there's not a lot on it because of all the other games. Let's start with Turkey Day. Yes. Who are you going to pay up for on Thanksgiving?
0: Well, I'm guessing we're going to have a match right away here. Paying up for Josh Allen at Detroit, 8000 on DraftKings, 9500 It's a high price on FanDuel, but it's worth it. Allen leads the best offense on the slate. They're facing the absolute worst defense on the slate. It's like a perfect uh, perfect uh, think, timing of things coming together.
1: Yeah, and, and he needs a get-well game, kind of. Yes. And yes, we do match right there. Um, the stay-away I had a little trouble with. Who are you staying away from?
0: <clears throat> I did too. Uh, I, I settled on well, – there's one quarterback on the slate that I absolutely will not be using on anything – that's actually Mac Jones, but the guy that I'm staying away from based on his salary is Kirk Cousins uh, facing New England. 5,600 on DraftKings, 7,400 on FanDuel. Uh, the Vikings offensive line looked like a saloon door after Kristen Derrissaw's second concussion in two weeks. Uh, it's uh, Basically, it's mathematically impossible for Darasaw to clear the concussion protocol by Thursday. So there's there's zero chance he's going to play. Uh they are in bad, bad shape if that's the case. Hopefully they can get the running game established because uh, Kirk Cousins will already have to deal with a New England Patriot defense that's fairly good and particularly designed to help shut down uh, a team's number one weapon, which of course would be Justin Jefferson. And if you take away Justin Jefferson, Cousins may need to just curl up and die. I mean, there's there's actually people here in the Twin Cities that have suggested based on the, the Vikings record that we should just start Nick Mullins in this game and hopefully Christian Darasol will be ready for the next game to avoid any chance of injury to Kirk this week.
1: That's, uh, I get it. I get it, but that's not how it's going to go. So, But I get it. Um, so we actually matched. The first name I wrote down, though, was not who I went with. I'm not going to tell you who I wrote down. But I did end up on Kirk. Um, it's like if they didn't get beat 40-3, <coughs> to three, I probably wouldn't have thought so long and hard about him being the stay away, honestly, because it's like you expect a bounce back. But mm-hmm. I, had to, I have to take that out of the mix, and it's a short week, and you could still be shell-shocked, and you've got the loss on the O-line, like you said. Um, so, yeah, he's my stay away. I am going to say that, unfortunately, I almost went with my value play was a guy that you said, you're not getting anywhere near. And if we could do it based on team instead of the actual player, I absolutely would have Mac Jones slash the New England Patriots quarterback as my value play. But we can't. So I went Jared Goff.
0: Uh, so we're, we're three for three on matches at quarterback position. Jared Goff versus Buffalo.
1: <clears throat> the
0: game's at home. Goff has weapons to throw to. Uh, odds are he won't get Jonathan Jameson Williams back for this game. But uh, he does have DJ Chark back now. Uh, Cliff Raymond has been playing very, very well uh, in the replacement uh, for Josh Reynolds, who may also be back this week. But again, this game is going to be a passing game. We're gonna, uh, Detroit's going to have to throw the ball to keep up with Buffalo's offense. And, and Goff's not afraid to throw the ball up there 30, 40 times a game. He might not complete them all. He might even throw a couple picks, but he'll still put up production. Uh, I, I could see him hitting 325 yards and two touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I could see that, especially garbage time is going to help him out. I absolutely do. Um, yep. I mean, and there's only so many choices that you can make and I don't like Daniel Jones. He's all, he could have easily been a stay away. Honestly, I'm not in love with Dak Prescott. He was the first name I wrote down as my stay away, quite honestly. Um, but in the end of the day, you're right. We're three for three at the quarterback spot. Let's see what happens when we go to running back. Maybe we'll hit 12 right here on Turkey day and yeah. I'll be, I'll be off.
0: So I actually struggled with my pay to play here. Um I, did I, I I I I sold on the highest priced guy, Saquon Barkley at Dallas. It it's really not the best matchup, but among all the other backs on this on the board, they they're either all in a situation where they're facing a, a a bad situation or they're splitting carries with someone else. Uh Barkley for his defense has always done well against the division rival Cowboys, so I'm kind of weighing that into it and obviously Barkley coming off a game he should have absolutely dominated that he didn't. Yeah. Uh People look at that line and think, "Oh, that's horrible." But then also think about the fact that he had two touchdowns vultured from him by Matt, one by Matt Brady and one by Daniel Jones. So, Barkley's line could have still been awful, but he could have had 12 more points if those touchdowns would have gone to him.
1: Yeah, and if your aunt had—never mind. Um, I'm with, <laughs> I'm with you. Like, I did not think it was easy to to pick a payout. Um, I initially wrote down Tony Pollard, but yes, he looked good. But barring two, I don't know if you want to call them great designed plays by the Cowboys or poorly executed defensive plays by the Vikings, okay? Mm -hmm. He's got a so so day if it's not for those two long touchdowns that he had, right? Not a bad day, but a so so day. Um, So I I couldn't go with him as my pay up. Um, and, And I'm just, I'm sorry. I, I'm not as bright on Saquon as you are this week as much as I would like to be. Um I settled on a guy who is in a timeshare still. But I think has the best chance of getting us three times value, and that's Ramon J. Stevenson this week.
0: You know, if uh if Harris didn't look so good yeah last week in his first game back, I, I probably would have chosen Ramondre too, but uh it, it looks I mean it looks like it's really legitimately back to a 50-50 timeshare again, which is crazy because Stevenson was actually eating during that time so, that Harris was out.
1: So here's the other thing. First week back, <clears throat> but also a short week back now. Um, yep. I think that could help Stevenson this week.
0: Well, the thing I really like about Stevenson this week is the the, the plates of the matchup, which is that Minnesota can be beaten by pass-catching oh, backs a little bit wait. more easier than...
1: Wait a minute. You mean like Tony Pollard last week? Exactly. There you go. I was I was jaded by that. That's that was in my my forefront when I was looking at Pollard. So that helped me make the move to the pivot to Stevenson. Well,
0: and when you look at the price tags too, I mean, obviously, uh, DraftKings price is only two hundred dollars part, but Pollard's actually thirteen hundred dollars more expensive than Stevenson on Fanduel. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you don't get the full PPR on Fanduel, but uh, I mean, Pollard, you're you're going for points per reception as well. So yeah, that eighty five hundred is almost an un untainable price for Pollard on FanDuel, I'd say.
1: Yep. So my stay away is your, is, well, it's not the guy that you are paying up for, but he was actually the first name I wrote down, was Saquon. But then I decided that I got to stay away from Dalvin Cook. I just don't like the matchup. Um, I believe the Patriots rank something like probably 32nd against the run um, with regards to points allowed to fantasy running backs. Mm-hmm. So I'm staying away from Cook this week.
0: I, I kind of looked at that too, and uh, – <laughs> the Patriots have actually been very, very good against the run the last couple three weeks, but they really haven't faced a, a high-end talent during that span. Yeah, true. Uh, uh, before that, they were they're pretty much middle of the pack. So, again, I I think that Minnesota is going to have to establish the run to relieve some of the pressure from Cousins. But yeah, again, it's it's not a great play, and much like you said, Saquon isn't a great play either. They're they're both kind of like. You're you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You probably have to play one of the two of them because you've got two spots and potentially three spots. You're going to put running backs in on this slate. So I I could easily see staying away from him. I kind of punted the stay away by moving down to the eighth slot and taking DeAndre Swift. Mm -hmm. Uh, Swift actually had less touches than Justin freaking Jackson last week. Jamal Williams obviously continues to hog all the touchdowns. Now, of course, as soon as I say this, DeAndre Swift is – Probably going to go out there and lead the backfield against the Buffalo team. You can actually run against. Yeah, uh, you, you can run the ball successfully against them. But uh, again, it's it's going to be hard to put him into your lineup when the price tag difference versus him and Jamal Williams
1: isn't that much. Jamal Garrett Blunt Williams, right? Um, yeah, I I tweeted during Sunday's matchup at one point Jamal Williams had as many touchdowns rushing as DeAndre Swift had carries. <laughs> Think about that. Um. So yeah,
0: three hundred dollar difference on DraftKings, nine hundred dollar difference on FanDuel is a little bit higher. But again, FanDuel, you're going for those TDs and those tutties, and that that's all Williams. So
1: yep. So who's your value play?
0: Uh. So, i I wanted to say Devin Singletary because I think he's going to feast against Detroit. Yes. But his price tag isn't that much of a value. So. I just said, uh, what the hell, I'm going to go with James Cook at Detroit. Because I think both of those guys are going to eat this week. They're both going to have huge lines. They're both going to score touchdowns. So, again, the Cook to play this week is not Delvin. It's younger brother James.
1: So I did go with (coughs) Devin Singletary as the play. I did look at James Cook, right? But I looked at it this way. When it comes to eating a Thanksgiving Day turkey... Would you rather have the turkey that was cooked without the automatic thermometer in it and guess that it's cooked all the way through? Or do you want the sure thing that's got the little thing that's going to pop up and say, this is good to go? You pay a little more for that, right? I'm going to pay a little more for Devin Singletary to have the sure thing.
0: Well, you might have too many cooks spoiling the broth then.
1: That's possible too. You're the one that's got too many cooks. You got two of them in your thing, right? No, you didn't. You didn't stay away from,
0: them. I, I, I stay away from Delvin, too. That's
1: right. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So start out gangbusters. Match three. Mystery. There we go. Um, wide receiver. Um, I had trouble with wide receiver, too, a little bit, honestly. Um, who are you paying up for at wide receiver?
0: Well, I'm paying up for Josh Allen, so I'm going to pay up for his top receiver, and that's Stephon Diggs, $8,9300. Uh, again, Detroit is bad against everything. It, they're not just run inefficient. They're pass inefficient. They're tight end inefficient. You, you can pretty much uh, put as many players into the stack as you want for Buffalo this week. You'll be happy.
1: Yeah. It's stack attack right now <clears> between <throat> our quarterbacks and our, our wide receivers, honestly, because, yes, I went with Diggs also, stacked my pay-to-plays, and then I stacked my stay-aways. I'm staying away from JJ.
0: We're going to have a match there, too. Uh, as I said, New England tries to take away oppos- opposition's top weapon. That would be Jefferson. He's still in elite talent, so I'm not going to completely fade him. But uh, teams have bottled him up at times this year, including last week with Trayvon Diggs.
1: And you have to ask yourself, (coughs) what came first, chicken or the egg? Are you bottling him up or are you you making it difficult for Kirk to find him? Kirk to find him. So either way, it's not a sign of good things this week for him. Um, I know we're not going to match at the value play because I know who you're staying away from, um, even though you didn't call him your stay away. I know you're staying away from. I'm paying up for Jacoby Myers as a, and I know he's higher price on Fanduel. Um, he's my value play this week at wide receiver because I do think that you know you can. They should be able to put some points on <coughs> the a little bit passing game against the Vikings, and yes. I think Myers he's been largely underlooked and and is undervalued this year. He's been solid, so I think you get solid numbers from him.
0: I like Myers. Uh, unfortunately, the Vikings have one. Very good cornerback in Patrick Peterson. I'm guessing that he will try to follow Myers around in this game, and I really I don't like that price at all on FanDuel for Myers because no. again, it's it's a more TD forward league uh, format with them, so you've got to get the TD, which of course Myers is not known for doing. I, I'm not going to stay away from Myers. He's actually going to be in several of my lineups, but uh, he was not my value play.
1: It's going to be it's going to be DJ Chark, isn't it?
0: No, you're close though. My value play is Detroit wide receiver three, be it Khalif Raymond or Josh Reynolds, whichever one plays. They're each within $100 of each other on both sites. Uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown and DJ Shark will be absorbing most of the attention from the Buffalo secondary, which is already a little shorthanded, which is going to leave Raymond or Reynolds to operate freely. Obviously I'd like to see Reynolds get back out there, but he does have the back injury. So he might not play this week. Uh, Raymond has actually been averaging uh, five or six targets per week uh, during this period that Reynolds is out. So I think either one of those two guys is a great play. Again, garbage time. We're stacking our value play quarterback and our value play receiver.
1: And I looked at them and because I wasn't sure who was going to, you know, if, <coughs> if Reynolds was going to play, that's why I bypassed it. Another guy I almost went with, and I really probably should have based on price because you talked about the game, um, was Isaiah McKenzie. Yes. So um, Kenny Galladay, just say no. <laughs> that, you know, just say no, unfortunately. Okay, um, so we've got five matches through nine picks. Let's run on over to the tight end spot and see what Mr. Tight End Whisperer has to say for tight ends on T-Day.
0: Well, it's not very often you click the top price tight end and see if they're only $5,000 on DraftKings and <laughs> yeah. 6300 on FanDuel. Yep. Uh, and he deserves to be the top-priced tight end this week because he's easily far and away the best tight end on the slate. Uh, the matchup is fairly good with the Patriots being below average against the position. So I'm going TJ Hawkinson. Uh, you know, since coming over to the Vikings, <clears throat> Hawkinson is fifth in the NFL in total targets, not among tight ends overall. Yep. You no, know, one of the guys in front of him is Justin Jefferson, but still.
1: Yeah. No, we have a match there. I agree with you. I looked, I was like, I had to look twice. And I'm like, wait a minute. Shouldn't that be like $8,000 or something? Why is he only five? Is God? Yeah. It's a no-brainer to pay up for him.
0: um, I don't even feel like I'm paying up there.
1: No, you're right. In in a normal week, you might even be able to to clarify that as being a value play, possibly. Exactly. All right. Stay away was a little more difficult because it's just so crappy.
0: (laughs) Um, Well, it's a a small field. There's, uh, I mean, there's arguably the top three tight ends are all pretty decent. They have decent enough matchups. Uh, Bellinger, we don't know if he's going to be back from his eye injury or not. So I skipped over him and I went to Hunter Henry. Uh, John U. Smith has actually outproduced Hunter Henry over the last, uh, month or so, probably a little bit more than a month, like five weeks now. And Henry's still priced more than John U. Smith. So if I'm going to go with a punt tight end play from that game, I should say not from that game, but from new England, it's going to be John U and that Henry. So Henry's my stay away.
1: So we aren't going to match there. Here's how, here's how <coughs> I looked at it. Once you get below Knox, really nobody's going to be looking to put any of those guys in their lineup. I, I don't no. think you should be. So that means that you have to look at Hawk, Schultz, and Knox. And we already know we're paying up for Hawk. So now which yeah. one of the two do you want to consider your value play versus your stay away between Schultz and Knox? And what I did was I said, well, Knox is cheaper on both sites by 300 bucks. So guess what? He falls to my value play, and I stay away from Schultz.
0: Not a problem there. Schultz, Schultz might be a stayaway that's going to hit three times value on DraftKings.
1: So. Yeah, very, no, very well could be. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. But I, I just, I want to, I'm going to take the guy that's a few hundred bucks cheaper that I think has just as much upside this week, maybe more.
0: Exactly. Uh, so we, we have match on our value play then. We both have Dawson Knox at the value play again. We're, we're super stacking as many players as we can from the uh, Detroit and Buffalo game, particularly from the Buffalo side of the ball. Uh, I did do the math earlier. You can get Dawson Knox along with Allen and Diggs into a lineup, and you can run it back with one of those receivers from Detroit other than Amon Ra. So there, there's room to maneuver there. Uh, you can look at uh, maybe using one of the running backs, like a Jamal Williams, possibly getting some pass catching there. Or if you decide to go with Devin Singletary, it's your flex. You're getting even more exposure to that. It's a It's a game where putting four or five pieces into your lineup – in like a Voltron stack, with again with some something being run back is is probably the best strategy.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, we matched on seven. That means we have to hit six to hit your over. Um, and I need four for the under. So we might push here. That's what I think. We might push. Yep. Quarterback.
0: Well, I originally had seven for the Thursday matchup, so I had five on the Sunday. So.
1: Okay. Well, we would have hit on your original for a push. Um, yes. Quarterback, I had some trouble with quarterback on who I was paying up for and who I was staying away from, quite honestly. Who are you going to pay up for?
0: I resemble that remark. Uh, I actually settled on the fifth highest-priced quarterback on draftings Tua tunga Loa, as my pay-up. <clears throat> Tua's at home. He's coming off of a bye. Houston is better against the pass than they are against the run. But truth be told, they're not going to have an answer for Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell, so... Ah, uh, two is good for at least three touchdowns here, and that price is a little bit less than some of those higher priced guys, which makes them even more appealing.
1: Yeah, so initially, I wrote down one guy to stay away from. Then I wrote down two, and I crossed two out. And, it's, and you know, you look at it and you're like, "Wow, Houston's much stronger against the pass, but that's because nobody's passing them because they don't have to.
0: They don't have to exactly." Um,
1: And I'm like, well, I don't know that Miami's going to be able to run on them the way other people have. And I was like, well, you never know. It could be the Jeff Wilson game. Um, So because of that, I I didn't pay up for him. He's not my stay away, but I couldn't pay up for him. Um, I went with a guy that's on the road, which, you know, I don't like to do that very often. Um, But I I went with Justin Herbert. I mean, Justin Fields has a dislocated shoulder. We're not sure how that's going to be, if he's going to be able to play this week or not. Lamar Jackson on the road in Jacksonville after not doing too much this past week. Um, And then you got Patty. He's at home, but the Rams are nothing to sneeze at against quarterbacks. So yeah. I went with Herbert as my payup. <clears throat>
0: well, and so I couldn't say I'm going to stay away from Patrick Mahomes because I never want to say that. Price tag is a little bit high again, like you said, considering the matchup. Uh, taking the easy way out by choosing Justin Fields as my stay away. I think he's going to play, but I think they're going to ask him to not run the ball quite as much because they don't want to have him suffer any big hits to his arm. Again, it's his non-throwing shoulder, so it shouldn't affect his passing. But you're not rostering Justin Fields because of his passing. You're rostering Justin mm-hmm. Fields because of his running ability. Um, I mean, and you aren't going to be excited about the idea of him throwing the ball to Darnell Mooney while Darnell Mooney is covered by Sauce Gardner. No. So, yeah, I mean, you're basically—your your play is get Justin Fields out there and hopefully he can run the ball for 120 yards and, and make up the points that way, but— Again, I, I'm afraid he's going to try uh, He's going to try to do it. He's going to take a hit. He might get knocked out of the game early. Yeah. I, I think he's going to play, but I just don't think he's going to play like Justin Fields has been playing.
1: So here's the thing. I don't disagree with you at all. <coughs> I passed on that because I just assumed that because of the injury, there's a chance, one, he may not play, two, he's going to be limited. I think people would pass on him, too. So I didn't. And trust me, you feel dirty when you do this. I put Patrick Mahomes as my stay away, and it truly is all about price and the matchup being tough comparative to what you can get elsewhere. Yes. But I won't fault anybody to be contrarian and and stack him and stick him in there and have him throw for 375 and five or something. Who knows? Anything can happen Mm -hmm.
0: with him. Now, this is the week that I love all the value price quarterbacks value price quarterback was tough for me because there's just so many options. I almost went all the way up to dollar player number eight for, DraftKings, Geno Smith, because at 6000 I think he's a value. I decided that was just a little too high to pay, though. So I looked down the board a little bit. I'm like, well, I like, <clears throat> I like Jacoby. I like Trevor Lawrence this week. Uh, I mean, if we knew for certain that Matthew Stafford was going to play, I'd say I like him, but we don't know that right now. Right. And I just kept looking. I'm like, well, I like all these guys, but have- none of them is that much cheaper than Geno Smith. So I went back to Geno Smith and put him in as my
1: <laughs> Oh, you pulled an okie-dokie. You pulled a gallon <clears> on that <throat> one. Um, that also gets us a match. I thought for sure I was free and clear on that. I've got Gino as my as my value play also. Uh,
0: much like Tua, he's at home. Much yep. like Tua, he's coming, coming off, off of a bye. Bye. Yep. And much like Tua, he's facing one of the worst defenses in football. <laughs>
1: and yep, yep, and yep. I just thought that that was why try and save 500 bucks when it's such a solid matchup.
0: Exactly. Uh, I like the other matchups too. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it's just such. I mean, the Raiders are so dysfunctional.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, while you, I like Trev too, but I mean, it's still Baltimore. Anything could happen. That could be a very low-scoring game again this week, right?
0: More, yeah, and Baltimore's gotten better with their secondary after yeah. a miserable start to the year, but. <laughs> and,
1: and you can't trust Jimmy G, right? I mean, you can't trust Carr. You don't know which one you're going to get there. Brady has been. Both sides of the spectrum this year. Yep. Um, Jacoby Brissett, I mean, you expect that they're going to have to throw and be able to throw on Tampa, but who knows? I mean,
0: I maybe mean, yeah, a Tannehill could throw the ball. I mean, Cincinnati proved last week that uh, lesser quarterbacks can do stuff against them through the air, and, and, and
1: it's in Cleveland and you don't know what kind of weather you're going to get. Um, Russell Wilson, I just saw this on Twitter today. I saw a TikTok, some guy, it was the worst TikTok I've ever seen, but the content was fantastic. Um, Evidently, Russell and Sierra have 12 bathrooms in their house. Um, And it's a count to see when Russ what's going to win. Will Russell have more bathrooms in his house or more touchdown passes this year? And bathrooms are winning through 11 weeks. Not good. No, not good at all. Evidently, it's 7 to 12 right now. So um, can't trust Russ, and and that's on the road at Carolina. Um, Definitely don't want to trust Tannehill at this point. Dalton against San Francisco. Come on, like you said, Stafford. Who knows what the, with the um, concussion. And I'm sorry, Heineke. Heineke's doing just enough to not lose the job to, to Carson Wentz, and they're mm-hmm. winning some games because of that defense, not because of car, not because of Taylor Heineke. So, um, anyway, yeah, I think I
0: almost went to the wall with Davis Mills again, but uh, Davis Mills was kind of my. My bad play decision in a couple of DFS slams this past week, so I don't know if I want to use them again. Yeah,
1: I've got, I got PTSD from Davis Mills. I was <laughs> expecting him to have a nice season this year. I thought he was going to be a surprise. He was one of my favorite zero quarterbacks, and so much for that. He's been a zero, not a zero quarterback. Um, all right, so we got a match with Geno. How about it, running back? I, I had a little bit of trouble here at running back, actually, too.
0: Yeah, i I looked at this, and I ended up going with Austin Eckler at Arizona. Multifunctional backs like Delvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Kenneth Walker on two different occasions, and Christian McCaffrey earlier this season uh, have all gone ham against the Arizona run defense. So I'm going to take my chances with Eckler. We obviously, the game with Arizona is right now, so we don't have that extra game's worth of data to go against. But again, players like Eckler have succeeded against them, so...
1: Yeah, in hindsight, Eckler probably should have been my pick. He wasn't. Um, Cardinals only ranked 20th in points allowed to the position, but you know how they they force feed at at times, so I don't hate it. Um, The first name I wrote down was Josh Jacobs um, on the road at Seattle, and then I was like, "Uh, no. Um, I'm going to reverse that, and I'm going to take a small savings, and yes, this guy's cheap, so this is definitely, I'm pulling a Harley on this one. I went all the way down to Kenneth Walker as my pay-up.
0: Yeah. Walker's been absolutely electric since taking over. I mean, I think uh, coming into the season, everyone just assumed that Damian Pierce would win the uh, top rookie running back for the season award, and uh, I think that he's been displaced now by Kenneth Walker. Uh, At this point, Walker may win the Rookie of the Year award, too. all All right. And
1: listen, the other thing is, I think that the, you know, the, the Raiders coming off a big win right in overtime, unbelievable. They were down by what? Um, <clears> 16 <throat> to 13 or something like that with less, yep. than, less than a minute, less than a minute and a half, two minutes to go. Less than two minutes to go. And I think it was a total of five plays, wasn't it?
0: Well, Kick, here's the question. Six plays. Your, your team is up on the Las Vegas Raiders. You've got arguably the best defensive secondary in football. Yep. How do you manage to leave Devontae Adams in such a way wide open on the field that you can do a wide angle camera shot and not see a single Denver defender back there with him?
1: And I'm pretty sure it was five plays. So Denver kicks off, right? Or punts kicks off. I forget what it was. And the first play, the Raiders take a loss (coughs) of one yard, right? Next play, Foster Moreau for like 33 or 35 yards. Next yeah. play, touchdown, right? Isn't that what it was? Sounds right. And, and maybe I'm missing it. Maybe I'm screwing up. Maybe they got down by the goal line and ran a couple plays. I don't remember. I don't know. But then you get an overtime, and it was – I be, maybe that's what overtime was. Maybe overtime was one play. That's what it was. Overtime was minus one yard, then a big chunk play, and then touchdown. And yes. it's just – God. I mean, and against a strong defense. So what I'm getting at is – I think you could have a letdown from Las Vegas because of that. And with Seattle coming off the bye, I'm, I'm all in on Geno and, and KW3.
0: Exactly. And it's and, uh, interesting you mentioned Josh Jacobs there. And uh, in this last game, Jacobs was the only back for Vegas to get a carry. Uh, so they've kind of abandoned Zamir White and Brandon Bolden. And basically they've just taken on the theory that we're, we don't have this guy under contract after the season. We're, we're going to run this guy into the ground the rest of the way. So Jacobs has some value based on volume alone.
1: <laughs> yep, that is true. That is true. Okay, who is your stay away? I think we're going to match here.
0: Uh, well, I'm, I'm paying down to the second highest priced guy in Eckler, so I'm going to stay away from the highest priced guy, Christian McCaffrey. It's versus New Orleans, $8,800, $9,200. Uh, i am a little concerned about how much – Work Elijah Mitchell will have uh, with the offense uh, going forward. Again, we don't have the data from tonight's game yet. Uh, we'll know as we watch this game if Elijah continues to get 30% of the work to 65 or 70% for McCaffrey, and if that's going to hurt his stats, it's it's hard to take that at that high of a price. But you throw on top of it the fact that this is no better than a neutral matchup against New Orleans. It's really hard to pay top dollar here.
1: So I looked at that. That's normally a play you probably would see me take. However, I went down the board a little bit and I'm going to say stay away from Nick Chubb. Um, He's coming off a horrible game. But if there's one thing that is not easy to do, it's run against Tampa Bay. They rank 30th. They rank 30th in points allowed to the fantasy running back position. They're coming off of a bye, right? So they're rested. the Browns are coming off another demoralizing loss against Buffalo. Um, they're looking forward to get Deshaun back in a couple weeks. Um, I just don't like this. I think it's a bad spot.
0: Well, if Chubb was not being used at all in the passing game, I'd probably agree, but he is starting to get a few more passes so the chagrin of anyone that actually started Kareem Hunt last week hoping to get something out of him. But, uh, no, I again, it, the price is too high for Chubb. I agree there.
1: Yeah, so... I had trouble with my value play, um, but I did. Go oh,
0: down. I didn't again. I, I've got a few guys. I like this week.
1: Uh, I did go down the board a little bit though. Um, who you got as your value play this week?
0: Well, I was originally going to put Jeff Wilson Jr. in there at 5,900, but that 7,700 on FanDuel is not really a value. Yep. I also looked at the, the two Washington backs, Gibson and Robinson. Both of those guys deserve some consideration. Okay. <clears throat> but I ultimately settled on, Rashad White at Cleveland. Uh, Laird Fournette didn't start for Tampa in Week 10. They actually started Rashad White in that game. Uh, Fournette came into the game and promptly injured his hip. Uh, Right now, it looks like Fournette's going to be able to play this week. But I have to assume that White is past them on the depth chart by now. I mean, White started and looked pretty good. And you know what? Cleveland is so bad against the run, they're both going to have huge lines.
1: (laughs) Yep. Um, So that kind of was my thought process. We matched on our value play running back, which almost never happens um, because there's just so many options. Um, I went with Rashad White for a lot of the same logic as you. Cleveland has given up the second most points to the fantasy running back position. And, And like you said, there's a good chance that even if Forney is available, I'm sorry, is involved, They both have respectable days. So I'm just going with the cheaper guy and the guy I think that's going to out touch him and coming off a bye, they probably get him a little more first first team touches and all that good stuff. Yeah, I think he's a solid value play this week. Yes. Wide receiver. I can't believe that's our first match so far, right? No, second. We had Gino. Okay, we had Gino. Can't forget Gino. (laughs) Are you paying up for it wide receiver?
0: I'm gonna pay up for jalen waddle versus houston uh, truth be told like we talked about a little bit with uh, tua is they they're they're good but they're not good enough to stop both waddle and hill uh in fact i'm gonna put some lineups together with tua waddle and hill uh, all in it and the reason i'm gonna opt for waddle over hill here is because waddle's
1: cheaper price right okay so we don't have a match but i'm in the same neighborhood um my pay up is a guy had a big week this week and he is the, uh, what's the word I want to use. I'll call him the defunct one a right now. Um, with his partner in crime being out due to injury, I'm going with T Higgins as my pay up against a Tennessee team that ranks fourth in points allowed to the finished wide receiver position.
0: Yeah, it's, that's not a bad play. He had a huge week and, uh, I believe he was actually my, it was he my pay to play this week? Or at the very least, he was my number one rated receiver on the Daily Dominator this past week uh, based on uh, protected points outcome form. He did very, very well. I think the color rush white jerseys are so just God, hot. It's, is, so, it's so great to watch those. I,
1: I actually paused the TV during pregame and called my wife in and said, hey, come here. Come look at this. Look at <laughs> these uniforms again. God, these are so good. They're so yes. strong. And then the nameplate's got the orange in them on the back. That's that's even even better. So, But, yeah, I'm paying up for tea this week.
0: And, again, you, you can get the stack there, too. I mean, go with the Burrow and Higgins stack. Uh, obviously, Boyd disappointed last week a little bit. Uh, he actually was targeted like seven times in the game, but only caught two or three of them. But you can look at the three-way stack there, potentially use like a Hayden Hurst as a third leg as well. Lots of options there. Team cut Mike Thomas. They promoted Trenton Irwin. He actually had a pretty good game last week. And, again, looking forward to next week. Jace will probably be back come next week. you will have even more riches for Joe Burrow to work with.
1: Yep. Who are you staying away from?
0: Uh, this one here was hard for me.
1: <clears throat> I
0: went down and up, down and up, down and up, and I ultimately decided to go with one of the more expensive guys, and that's DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Hopkins... Is talented and elite enough to survive Colt McCoy as starting quarterback. And it sounds like we're going to get Colt McCoy for the next couple of weeks because the team is talking about benching Kyler Murray until after their week 13 bye. But here's the problem. Can DeAndre Hopkins survive Colt McCoy and a returning Hollywood Brown? And it sounds like Hollywood's going to be back next week.
1: Right. I don't hate it. Um, I went the route of the numbers say that you know, the Dolphins are going to do it on the ground, but they've done it in the air. They're coming off a buy, So like you, though, like you paid up for a waddle, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to pay up for either of them. So I'm going to say I'm going to stay away from Tyreek simply because of the price. And if you want a piece of that action, go to waddle. Um, so I'm staying away from Tyreek this week.
0: Yeah. the nice thing about Tyreek, though, is that he can become that guy who catches the ball at the last grid thanks to a bubble screen and takes it 40
1: yards. Very true. That's just that's <clears> a run. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I didn't like any of uh, – I just had a hard time with it. I get it on the DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins in hindsight. Maybe that's what I should have done. But I'll, I'm going to stick to my gun and say Tyreek. Who's your value play?
0: Uh, my value play, uh, we're, we're not going to match on. I can Tyre. tell you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I'm going with the number one wide receiver for Zach Wilson, that being Garrett Wilson because Garrett Wilson's a stud. And – He's starting to get a little squeaky wheel to him, because he's not getting a ton of targets in that last game. Well, he's going to get targeted this week. Chicago's bad. Every single wide receiver to face, every single wide receiver one to face Chicago has gone absolutely berserk against this defense. Uh, It's it's just a given that Wilson, who was targeted frequently earlier in the season by Zach Wilson, will once again get fed this week. I'm looking at like seven. 70 and one as a floor.
1: Okay. No, we don't match. I don't hate it. Um, you got big ones, though. Um, that's for sure, because you do have to rely on a quarterback there. Um, I decided <laughs> to go with a guy. Let me see.
0: Maybe Wilson. we get lucky and they bench uh, Wilson halfway through the game. That's Flacco. That's even better.
1: There you go. Um, I looked at, at Curtis Samuel <coughs> as a possibility for my value play. Um, I settled on somebody even cheaper than that. Um, I settled on Zay Jones. I know I've had Zay before as a value play, and he's paid off for us. Um, I like the matchup this week. I know that Baltimore has improved in the secondary, um, but I think Jacksonville is definitely going to have to have some garbage time, possibly. And, and I'm you could do worse. That's all I'll say. You could do worse.
0: I, I have no problem with that one. I I, I didn't like a ton of the cheap-priced guys this week. I mean, you you can throw some, like, darts in the air and maybe get lucky on something. I mean— Kendall Hinton again. You have to deal with Russell Wilson. Is he going to be any good? Yep. Uh, Hinton sure looked decent last week though. Uh, uh, Julio Jones. We mm-hmm. I mean, Cleveland secondary can be beat, and he seems to be fully healthy now. Nico Collins. Uh, Traylon Burks. Even again, we talked a little bit about the fact that Cincinnati is very very good offensively, and yeah, not so great defensively against the past.
1: True. But at the end of the day, I really like that $4,600 DraftKings price. So, Oh, totally. Um, all right. No matches at the wide receiver spot. And we're going to move the tight end to wrap it up. And I think that we may run the board here possibly too. I don't know. We'll see. Are you paying up for it at the tight end spot?
0: Well, I mean, he just had three touchdowns yesterday. So it seemed like we are be chasing points to, uh, to go with Travis Kelsey here at 7,700 and 8,200. And yeah, I kind of think you are chasing points at that point. So I went with Mark Andrews at 6,500 and 7,300 Baltimore at Jacksonville. Uh, every talented tight end to face Jacksonville has, has gone ape against them. They, they faced some bad tight ends like Tommy Tremble and uh, the collection from Houston, uh, the backup tight ends in Tennessee when Hooper was out and they, they did good against them. But guys like Kelsey, and Andrews, and Tyler Conklin, and I think Hawkinson was in that that group too that went for over into double-digit PPR points against them. So I think Andrews is definitely a safe double-digit PPR here. 6500 He's going to save you some money from Kelsey, which is kind of nice too.
1: So I really thought you were going to wipe out two spots in one one call because I thought you were going to pay up for Kelsey. And I was like, no, 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 (laughs) no. Because I'm staying away from Kelsey this week. He's facing a team that's 32nd in points allowed <clears> to the position. And, yes, everybody's going to chase the points. Um, I'm paying up for Mark Andrews, too. So there's my pay-up and there's my stay-away.
0: Okay. Well, I, I couldn't go so far as to stay away from Kelsey. Um, I, I totally agree with you. I don't, I don't like the matchup. But if, by chance, Juju Smith-Schuster remains out yeah, uh, due to his concussion... I, Kelsey just gets force fed. It it just happens there.
1: Not worried about uh, again. Morgan. His pr-
0: his price tag is too high. I, I totally agree with that. The guy that I'm staying away from, uh, and and so so tell you the truth, uh, there's there's a couple guys I'd like to stay away from. But the guy I chose is the next highest priced guy behind those guys, and that's George Kittle versus the New Orleans Saints. Yep. Uh, much like how the Rams are very very good against tight ends. New Orleans has also been very, very good against tight ends. They've neutralized all but one tight end that they have faced this year. The most yards they have given up in the game to a tight end was 49. The most catches was six. It was a six-catch, 31-yard performance against them. Uh, those numbers aren't going to get you too excited. You're begging for a Kittle touchdown. And again, it's only $1,200 more on DraftKings to get Andrews. So just if you're looking at Kittle, just... Don't look at him. Either look, pay up from Andrews or, yep. or go down to something a little cheaper.
1: Yeah, I looked at Kittle as a stay away also, but I decided to stack. That's the theme today. I stacked Patrick and Kelsey as my stay aways, which you will not see very often, if ever at all again. Um, who's going to be your value play? I doubt will match here.
0: Uh, another one where I've got a lot of guys uh, liked as a value option this week in this spot. Uh, obviously, we've been playing funsies with Greg Dulcich for about a month and a half now. Cole Komet's been... Yep. Red Hot, Uh, uh, Hayden Hurst, we talked about him a little bit, uh, if we're going to do a a major stack of Bengals players this week. Uh, Even Tyler Conklin for the Jets, someone's going to have to catch the ball there. I ended up settling on a guy that uh, I I normally wouldn't uh, go this far down the list, but he scored twice last week. And it's obviously that he's happy to have his quarterback one back, and that's Austin Hooper versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati has actually had trouble with tight ends for about five years now, and again, this I, I think that Cincinnati going to score a lot, so Tennessee is going to have to throw the ball a lot, and they just realistically don't have a lot of reliable targets to throw the ball to. mean, you got Hilliard coming out of the backfield, you've got uh, I mean Derrick Henry catches a few passes here and there. You got Robert Woods, the veteran, who's done next to nothing this year. You've got the second-year guy, Westbrook Akine who hasn't done anything this year other than that one two-touchdown game. And you get back trailing Burke. So I, I kind of liked as a sleeper wide receiver. But I think they're going to lean on the tight ends again this week. So Austin Hooper at $3,000 seems like an easy play.
1: You know, probably a better better play than I'm going to throw out there is my value play. But I'm going with the numbers, and I'm targeting a team instead of a player per se. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, he had one catch this week. He had three targets. It was a big catch, 33 yards. Um and I don't love the game. I don't love the quarterback this week. I don't love anything about it, really. But I don't know why I'm just going to say I'm going to throw in Foster Moreau as my value play against the Seahawks team that's given up the second-most points to the position this year. Uh,
0: no problem there. Actually, I considered him myself. Uh, him and uh, also Logan Thomas, I kind of considered, too. Is about the same price as Hooper, 3000 on DraftKings, fifty two hundred. He's actually a couple hundred dollars higher priced on FanDuel. But uh, I, I think we've all been kind of waiting for... Uh, Thomas to do something and then he didn't do anything and didn't do anything and didn't do anything and they're like well he's healthy he's playing we we promised you he's playing he's out there he's seeing majority of the snaps and oh hey he finally did something last week so maybe this is a sign that Thomas is ready to break through again Atlanta also bad against tight ends much like Seattle Yeah, I think you're fine with either of those two
1: well guess what the under hit we matched on three in the main slate <laughs> So we hit on ten. The under/over was twelve. I was correct for once. How about that? Um, exactly. And because it's a short week, and you know you you're probably going to want to take it easy and rely on everybody else to do everything you can for you. That means you can reach out to Harley on Twitter at Nuclear Harley. Reach out to me at Steve Gallo NFL. We'll both answer any questions that you have, um, and try to do it without opposing each other like we do to one of our followers it seems like every week he asks a question harley takes one side and i take the other side we, we have to absolutely confuse that guy all to hell i think um and of course you can always check out stuff that's at the huddle.com which of course is a great resource for you and before we go i just want to say we give thanks for you the listener we wouldn't do this without you although we probably would but no we wouldn't we appreciate you we give very much thanks for you harley i thank you for everything that you do for me and you know, appreciate you being here with me week in and week out. And why don't you raise one up like everybody else will? And let's do what we say. Let's get let's skip this responsible. Cheers.